Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, welcome to the show. It's your host, Donovan. Thanks for listening. It's Off Limits, and we're doing Gay Mass tonight. So talking about all things gay, as usual. So thanks for joining me live or in the archives. However you listen, I do appreciate it. If you want to find out more about me or the show, you can go to offlimitsshow.com, where you can hear the show live, or you can hear the show live on Spreaker.com, also on iTunes, um, and where else? <laughs> Pride 48 Radio. And, um, I'm forgetting some places I think, but anyway, uh, Oh, iTunes, I said that. And, uh, also you can uh, be sure and, um, 
call in anytime you want to call in during the show, uh, starting on the next show. I, I didn't set it up this time. I used to have call in shows all the time. Every show was a call in show, but I stopped doing that for a long time because of a lot of the bullshit that was going on with people calling in. And, uh, I've decided to start doing it again on the next show. Um, so I'll be sure to do that. Take calls starting, um, on show 24, which will be Sunday night, um, or technically Monday morning. <laughs> if you want to call in during the show, I have shows really early, so it's difficult for people to call in during the show typically because most people work nine to five jobs unlike myself. So it is difficult. I understand, but, um, you can also always also tweet me at, um, off limit show on Twitter and also on Facebook, follow me there as well. If you want to find out more about me or just comment on the show. So um, tonight's show is uh, dissecting GLBTQIA. And, you know, most people who are not gay or lesbian don't even know what GLBTQI stands for. <laughs> most people are pretty confused about it. Even some gay people don't know what it stands for. But I did want to kind of talk about that and um, how we kind of got labeled. Um, our community was became labeled that, you know. I think initially it was the gay movement, you know, in the 60s, late 69s, early 70s, whatever. It was the gay movement and um, then gay and lesbian movement, then gay and lesbian bi movement, and then the gay, lesbian, bi, transgender movement. So it was GLBT uh, for the most part in the, up until I'd say the early 90s. When I went to SMU, it was, uh, they had a GLBT, um, no, the GL, what was it called? GLB. A, GLBA, Gay and Lesbian Bisexual Association or something like that. And then they changed it to GLBTA, you know, to include transgender people um, while I was there as part of that uh, organization. And um, so in the 90s, it was pretty much that as well. And then later on, they added on the Q for questioning, I for intersexed, and A, which sometimes means ally. And other times people sometimes say asexual. And there's been some controversy about whether it asexual should be a part of our movement or not, because it's kind of the opposite of what we ourselves are fighting for in terms of, um, having equality, uh, you know, despite our sexual orientation, I guess it's the same for them as well. But some people say the A stands for asexual and some people say it stands for, um, a ally, which would be like, you know, heterosexual friends and family members or whatever of the gay community who work with us to help promote our, our, um, stance. But there was an article I read uh, about queer being, um, sometimes deemed a negative word to use for gay people. And the thing about the word queer is, is that, um, queer is, is not, just gay and it's not just um it's not just um uh, bi or or whatever queer means um several things it's kind of an umbrella term and a lot of people who are queer basically they just feel somehow kind of on the outside of society and on the outside of what most people do in terms of their sexual orientation or, or their gender, but they don't necessarily identify it with one or the other and aren't trans transgender necessarily, but they can be. And, or they just want to identify as queer, meaning that their sexual orientation is somewhat fluid or there's bisexual, or they could be heterosexual, they could be gay. It can mean a lot of things. Um, it's sort of a fluid label. It's not something that you can kind of put on, 
uh, one type of person. And so you can use that label for pretty much anything. And so I don't necessarily think queer is a negative term. I mean, it's just like any other term you use, the N-word or uh, the F-word, if you use those things towards black people or towards gay people. If you're using it among yourselves and and or in a loving way or joking manner or whatever, or, or take the power back from the people who created the word in a negative light, then I think it's fine. But if you call somebody a queer, you know, because you're trying to be, you know, trying to use it as epithet or something, then obviously that is not um, something that is considered to be okay. Um, and so that's where the word kind of comes from. And I don't know if most people who, you know, it's kind of started in the 60s and the 70s as part of the people who weren't really necessarily gay or lesbian, but they were kind of just, like I said, sexually fluid. And um, so that's really what it is. And a lot of times queer people will be people who kind of like gay men who dress up as fairies or whatever, or they can be lesbians who are, who are not necessarily gay or bi or or or, or, or um, lesbian, but they're whatever they feel like in the moment. And so they just kind of go with the flow. <laughs> it could be pansexualism. It could be polygamy. It could be poly, you know, it could be a lot of all these sorts of sorts of different types of being in a sexual way that is kind of outside of the society, societal norm. So that's what queer kind of comes from and means. Um, and so I, I don't know if you know that, but, and then gay, of course, gay, um, is the word, um, that most people utilize, um, when they refer to game to homosexual men and the word, you know, as you, most people, most people know, uh, the word initially was used, um, in the, well, in the way of meaning gay, meaning like carefree and fun and bright and joyful and whatever. And that's the word, the word's initial meaning. But in the early 17th, the early 17th century, it began to be associated with Im- immorality. And um, they added, actually added a word to it or a meaning to the word uh, to mean addicted to pleasures and dispensations, uh, dissip- dissipations. Is that the word it says? Dissipations is what it says. Euphemistically of loose and immoral life. So gay began to be someone who was somewhat of a, a slut or, <laughs> or, um, morally reprehensible in some way. And it kind of came to be something away from just the original carefree meaning of the word. And in the 19th century, the word referred to a woman who was a prostitute and a gay man was someone who slept with a lot of women, usually prostitutes. So, you know, ironically, you know, today a gay man doesn't sleep with women. (laughs) Today, gay means, you know, something completely different. And um, then the 20s and 30s, though, the word began to kind of morph into something else. And uh, in the terms of sexual meaning, the word a gay man no longer just meant a man who had sex with a lot of women, but now started to refer to men who had sex with other men. And there was another word at the time, gay cat, at, in, at this time, which meant homosexual boy. And by 1955, the word gay officially acquired the new added definition of meaning homosexual males and gay men themselves uh, have kind of been behind the driving force of this new definition as you know, we felt and most still do that homosexual quote unquote 
is way too clinical sounding and is often thought as offensive uh, among gay people. You know, people don't really think homosexual is something you don't, most gay guys don't call themselves homosexuals. Most gay guys call themselves gay. And um, so we kind of took the power away from the word that the negative connotation and made it uh, synonymous with men who sleep with men. And that's where gay kind of came from ultimately. Um, so that's why we have the word gay. Um, that's why we have the word um, le- um, queer. Um, when I went about the word lesbian um, and lesbian, you know, gay, you can use gay to refer to a female who is gay, obviously. I mean, female can be gay as well. But typically, you refer to a woman who sleeps with women exclusively as a lesbian. And um, it means a female homosexual or a woman who's primarily attracted to other women. It came from the Greek island of Lesbos um, because the poet Sappho, who lived there in like hundreds of years before Christ. Uh, she was an intellectual and a poet who wrote a lot of love poems for other women. And although a lot of her poetry has been destroyed by religious fundamentalists since then, the few poems that, that remain of hers, they clearly speak about how she was in love with women all the time. So the, the word lesbian kind of came about in the 1800s and in the kind of feminist era of the 60s and 70s, it got its you know typical meaning as we see it today, and so that's where the word lesbian comes from. And I'm not sure if you know most lesbians prefer to be called lesbian or or gay. Um, and I find that most of them, I, I think, in my experience, the majority of them are you know, they prefer to be called um, to be called lesbians. And that's fine. So um, that's what I call them <laughs> myself. And that's what they are. And then there's the word transgender. Uh, now, this is something that I don't know a lot about in terms of um, what the proper terminology is to use because um, the word transgender to me, that's what I use when I refer to someone who is, is transitioned from a male to female or from female to male. And they've had the entire uh, physical changes and everything else. And even if they haven't, I still call them that because they're transgendered. I say transgender because there's someone whom is trans, you know, <laughs> uh, crossing from one gender to the, to the other. And some people don't like to use the word transgendered. Some people like the word trans um, or in transition, or, I mean, there's all sorts of things. And, and one of the people, um, that's very vocal about, um, how, what words and terminology you should and shouldn't use is Laverne Cox, uh, of Orange is the New Black, you know, that show, which was a good show, by the way. Um, she says, um, referring to someone as transgender can sound really odd to them. And, um, to them, they say, don't say transgender. They don't say transgender or transgenders. They say, say so-and-so is a transgender man or a transgender woman. Or the, par- the parade includes many transgender people. But you don't say Tony is transgender or the parade included many transgenders. So it's kind of confusing for, for those of us who don't really, who aren't transgendered and don't really understand what the best terminology is. So, but a lot of people today just kind of abbreviate the, the term transgendered and use uh, trans, um, even though 
they're saying that they shouldn't use it. <laughs> so I guess if you want to know, you should ask a person who's transgendered what they want to be called. And that's what you should call them. Um, just as with a gay person, probably doesn't, a gay man doesn't want to be called a homosexual. He wants to be called gay or whatever he wants to be called. And I think that's the reason why. Then there's intersexed. Um, intersex people, you know, um, are are people who are um, basically, it's a general term, and people who are born with a reproductive or sexual anatomy that doesn't really seem to fit the typical definitions of male or female. So a lot of times they'll have both both genitalia or or part of one genitalia and another. And so it can be, you know, um, a combination of different sexual organs that they have and they could have them inside and you can't see them. Like a, a boy could have ovaries inside, but you never know that. Or a girl could have testicles inside that never have dropped or something. I mean, or a boy could have a vagina and a penis or vice versa. So, I mean, that's what intersex is um, to my understanding. And that's what um, the word I comes from when you're talking about GLBTQIA. And then we get to ally, which I mentioned earlier, and asexual. And I don't know if you, like I said, I don't know how much people feel about asexual or uh, versus um, versus ally. But I think I prefer ally because ally means all the people who are on our side. And that's good and important to be part of the movement that we have created as being GLBTI people, QIA people. Um, and I'm still not sure if I think a asexual people should be part of our movement or not. I watched a documentary on this a few years ago, and a lot of them feel that they are, they are, um, what's the word? Um, people are, you know, bigoted or prejudiced towards them. People in the gay community are and don't really, they don't feel included or, or that they're inclusive towards them. And um, I, I think it's fine. I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having them around and being part of our movement. I just don't think we necessarily need to change the A to mean from ally to asexual. Or I guess you could just add another A on the end. I don't know. But eventually, you're going to have so many freaking acronyms. It's going to be like <laughs> supercalifragilisticexpialidocious when you read it. So I don't know if it's um, what it really stands for. I guess we'd have to ask somebody who's in in the know. Um, but I think that as far as I know that it does stand for ally. And so when you're talking about people who are GLBTQIA, you're talking about people who are part of these communities. And that's the great thing about our community is that we are so diverse. We have so many different types of people as part of our group. And because of that, we have um, a large swath of the population included people who are disenfranchised, people who are oppressed, people who are looking to have the same rights that everyone else has. And to have all of us under the same umbrella is a great thing because it gives us more clout and gives us more of a voice in uh, making things happen. And that's what's important, that we continue to fight for our rights, whether we're gay, lesbian, bi, transgender, questioning, <clears throat> intersex, or an ally. Oh, I didn't say B, which is bisexual, which I thought it was obvious, but you know, B stands for bisexual. And um, people often, I told you this in the previous show, kind of go down, um, kind of go down, kind of uh, get go go hard on bisexuals because they say that they're not really bisexual. They're just all the way to gay or whatever. 
And that's not true. I do believe they're bisexual people who are truly bisexual, who really just love people for whatever they are, um, male or female. They love them. They can fall in love with them. They can be sexually attracted to both sexes. I think that's perfectly fine and true and valid. And so I do not believe that people are not bisexual. I believe it's true that they are. And that, and to say to someone that, oh, this is your truth, and you're telling me this is your truth, but it's not, is is it's just as bad as saying to a gay person, uh, you know, Oh, you say you're gay, but you really you're just confused. I mean, it's really the same thing. So I try to honor them and be respectful of their sexual proclivities, just like I would expect them to be um, to honor my own, or I would expect a heterosexual person to honor mine. You can't ask for something and then not give it to people when you're put in the same position. Um, that's hypocrisy, and I don't believe in being hypocritical. So, um, so anyway. Fortunately, we have all these people in our on our side in our group of people, and we're going to uh, continue to fight for our rights as we do and so as we have. Um, we have a, have made a great deal of you know progress with the gay and lesbians in the society, gay lesbians and bi I guess in the society uh, because of gay marriage and gay rights, et cetera, so on and so forth that you've seen lately. But when it comes to transgender people, they still don't have the same rights that we have and we as being the gay people um, in some instances. And I think that they should. And uh, also intersex people should be able to be claim whichever sex that they identify with, which I think in some states they are, they can. So I don't really think that that you know our job is done by any means. Even once we have accomplished the things we want for the gay and lesbian and bi community, uh, we still have things to accomplish for the transgender community and the other parts of our community as well. So that's what I wanted to say about dissecting the GLBTQIA. That's the show tonight. I'll be back tomorrow with show number 24. And thank you for listening. Good night. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 